It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. National news for a week commencing June 18, 2023 in our 28th year of non-stop news. And it comes from the Apple Isle of VK7. And this week, WIA President Scott VK3KJ with the VK7 Centenary. International news sees more hamfests in Region 1 and 3 along with Yota in Region 3. This week's WIA Special Interest Group news reporter digs into some hilarious VK7 historical events and Contest News covers the VHF-UHF contest with special EME reporter Richard VK7ZBX. We cover space junk being made into fuel and emergency digital radio networks, plus much more in this edition of the news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm the guest editor this week, Justin VK7 Tangled Whiskers. And now over to our President, Scott Williams. Hello to all listeners. This is WA President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, with a special board comment to celebrate the centenary of organised amateur radio in Tasmania, VK7. Back in 1923, the Wireless Institute of Australian Tasmanian Division was formed and VK7 have been celebrating this event in a huge manner. Although the start of the Tasmanian Division in 1923 was a little rocky, with the first AGM report citing a black eye and drawn blood, it was the first president of the division, being the one sustaining the black eye. Maybe some things don't change high high. Many great things have come from the Apple Isle in the way of radio. Pop Medhurst VK7AH back in 1901 was one of the first in Tasmania to complete a ship-to-shore spark radio contact with the Royal Navy vessels accompanying the Duke and Duchess of York. 1912 saw a spark contact between Hobart and Macquarie Island and the Commonwealth Bay in Antarctica for the Mawson expedition. Grote Reba, the father of radio astronomy, moved to Tasmania in the 1950s to map the Milky Way, and he was also an amateur radio operator. Who could forget Tom Moffat, BK7TM, Silent Key, and Moffat's madhouse in Electronics Australia? Tom was also one of VK7's adopted sons. Joe Gulston, VK7 JG OAM Silent Key, was well known to many Australian and overseas amateurs for his microwave experimentation and endless energy fixing and maintaining repeaters around Tasmania. Notable VK7 amateurs include, who are still very much alive today, are Rex Monker, VK7 MO, whose endless energy and monitoring many amateurs in the fine art of microwave EME communication is legendary. And Hayden, VK7HH, with his ever-popular Ham Radio DX YouTube channel. On behalf of the board of the Wireless Institute of Australia, I would like to wish all in VK7 a very happy centenary, and may amateur radio continue to flourish and grow in Tasmania for another 100 years. Keep an ear out for VK7WIA on the bands, as the roster for stations operating the call sign is full, and I understand there might even be some EME contacts with other countries taking this centenary well and truly out of this world. This has been Scott Williams, BK3KJ, 
President and Director of the WAA. Thanks, Scott. International news with thanks to the worldwide sources of the WIA. Region 1. The IARU Region 1 team will be at Ham Radio, the 46th International Amateur Radio Exhibition, from June the 23rd until the 25th at Messer Friedrichshafen. They will be present at the IARU booth A1860 and our youth working group at the IARU youth booth A1766. Visit for the first time the IARU Open Innovation Zone A1864 where ham radio experimenters will share their experiences. This is the zone where innovation meets passion. At this moment, we can already share that seven teams have requested a slot. These teams include the M17 project. M17 is developing a new digital radio protocol for data and voice, made by and for amateur radio operators. SatDump, a free and open source software dedicated to receive, demodulate and process data from satellites. GNU Radio is a free and open source software development toolkit that provides signal processing blocks to implement software radios. Web Radio Control is a project supported by the IARU Shaping the Future initiative. Web Radio Control allows you to operate your amateur radio station using a web browser. Charlie 25 is an SDR project created by Irwin, Delta Lima 1, Foxtrot Yankee, Edwin, Delta Charlie 9, uh, Oscar Echo, Marcus, Delta Golf 8, Mike Golf, and Marcus, Delta Golf 8, Golf Mike, from the DARC Club C25. The team started in 2014 to explore the capabilities of SDR technology. Step by the IARU Open Innovation Zone, where we invite you to explore exciting projects from our community. From software-defined radio to powerful digital signal processing tools and captivating citizen science initiatives, you will witness the future of amateur radio unfold before your eyes. More information is available on the emailed version of this news. Region 3 JARL is pleased to announce the Ham Fair 2023 to be held on the above dates at the Tokyo Big Site Convention Center. The biggest event in Japanese amateur radio society, Ham Fair 2022, was held on the 20th and 21st of August at Tokyo Big Site Convention Center, and the visitors were down, with only 35,000 attending over the two days. We're expecting more in 2023. This year's theme is to promote healthy development of amateur radio and improvement of technology. There are exhibitions and events for introducing amateur radio to the general public, exchanging the information and establishing friendships between amateurs. It will be the 45th JRL Ham Fair. The theme is Let's Go for the New Era of Amateur Radio. Again, more information is available on the email version of this news. Thanks, Mike. Youth on the Air, Yota in Region 3. The IARU R3, in conjunction with the Radio Amateur Society of Thailand, RAST, under the royal patronage of His Majesty the King of Thailand, have announced that Youngsters on the Air, Yota, IARU Region 3 Camp, will be held on 27th to the 29th of October 2023 in Pattaya City, Thailand.
This event provides a venue for young amateurs from member societies of the IAIU Region 3 to meet multinational friends and experience radio communication-related activities and technologies. The activities that will be covered during the camp include the following. Electronics workshop, antenna building workshop, fox hunting, radio station establishment and operation, VHF, HF and satellite contact experience, and a local tour of Patea City. A copy of the proposed program is included with an article in the news section on the WIA webpage. The IARU Region 3 will provide transportation back and forth between Suvarnabhumi Airport, BKK, in Bangkok, Thailand, and the venue, and other costs during the event, including meals, local tour, and accommodation. However, the participants will need to bear travel costs between their home country and Thailand. Should you consider you might like to participate in this IOTA camp, then send your expression of interest to the Secretary, Peter Klee, via email details in the text edition. The WIA are keen to support this IOTA activity. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service on VK1WIA. You're listening to Mel Bush on ABC Radio Hobart and ABC Northern Tasmania. Good morning. It is 18 to 11 and it is, as I mentioned, this time every Saturday, we like to delve into a little bit of history. And one local organisation or group of clubs are celebrating their 100th year this month. June is the centenary of organised amateur radio in Tasmania. And the VK7 committee have a stack of events planned north and south and... I tell you what, they've come a long way from the crystal set, it has to be said. Uh, we certainly have, Mel, and we delve into the beginnings of the WIA in VK7. As mentioned by the current president of the WIA earlier in this broadcast, the birth of the WIA in Tasmania was a difficult one. It all started with an unsatisfactory demonstration of wireless at Hobart's Palais de Dance, which was probably due to a lack of knowledge about public address, and there was dissension in the ranks. Later demonstrations held in a hall where the audience was quiet and did not attempt to dance were much more successful and Sydney broadcasting stations were received. From the August magazine of the 1920s, the listener in of the 14th of March 1925 in the Wireless Clubs Report column, I quote, The Hobart Radio Experimenters Club is a strong body of wireless enthusiasts. The club was once known as the Wireless Institute, but a split occurred in the course of which blood was spilt and a black eye told its tale, and the new body was formed with the donor of the black eye as president. The Wireless Institute is still in existence, but in a rather negative state at the moment, unquote. And one of the early amateurs, Trevor Watkins, VK7 Alpha Alpha, noted in his log of the 7th of April 1924, First AGM, very lively, with two exclamation marks. 
By 1925, things were settling down with the Hobart-based WIA-affiliated Radio Experimenters Club motto being With Harmony. The fifth federal convention of the Wireless Institute of Australia was held in Hobart in 1928 when the proceedings took five and a half days. The convention was also held in Hobart in 1935, 1967 and 2022. Over almost 80 years, there were still rumblings from both Hobart and Launceston amateurs as to who could best govern the Tasmanian division of the WIA, and the headquarters moved up and down the Midlands Highway a few times. In Tasmania during this time, if you were a member of a local amateur radio club, you were automatically a member of the WIA, because clubs were just branches of the Tasmanian division. Then in October 2004, the move to the National WIA led to the winding up of the Tasmanian Division and the branches formed into separate affiliated clubs. Further details of this fascinating history can be found in this month's AR magazine in a wonderful article by Richard Rogers, VK7RO, titled Parochialism Makes for Good History in VK7. It's 20 past 11. It is weekdays with Andrew Roberts now. Happening this month, centenary of the organised amateur radio in Tasmania. It's happening here in Ulverston on the 24th of June, uh, one of the open days. And, of course, the Ulverston event organiser is Eric Vandernoot. He's with me on the phone. Good morning to you, Eric. Uh, good morning, Andrew. So, Eric, this centenary of organised amateur radio in Tasmania, please tell me what it's all about. Right. On the uh, 24th of June, we're actually... Uh in June uh, 1923, a formal amateur radio organisation was um, constructed in Hobart under mm-hmm. the umbrella of the Wireless Institute of Australia. That's the uh, national body that deals with the Australian Communications and Media Authority, etc. And we thought it would be a great day to um, bring a lot of the different aspects of amateur radio into one place, which will be the Scout Hall at Colverston and members of the public we're having some interactive displays so yep. members of the public can come in and participate um Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. Now, contest-wise, across to our special EME reporter, Richard, VK7, a ZBX. June 24th and 25th is the winter VHF UHF field day. Well, the weather has begun to chill off, so that means must be getting close to the time for winter UHF VHF field day. Yes, folks, it's time to go somewhere cold and play radios for a while. This year, the field day will be held from 0100 UTC on June the 24th through to 0059 UTC on June the 25th. But in VK6, add two hours to the start and end times. Plenty of categories to participate in. There's no need to go portable, although it is a great opportunity to get out and about and play radio. But you can still operate from your home station if you wish. Knowing your current grid square is a requirement for logging, so perhaps do a bit of Google Earthing or use one of the many apps that will let you discover your six-digit maiden head locator. There are a couple of logging programs, namely VKCL and M1MM, or we'll talk to your radio, making logging much easier. Why not introduce a new licence holder to the world of field days? You just never know where it may take them. Please remember, of course, to submit your log after the contest is finished. Hope to hear you on the higher bands. For more information, take a look at the URL on the email edition of this broadcast. And now it's back to Justin. The NZART Memorial Contest has been held every year since 1946 to commemorate those New Zealand amateur radio operators who lost their lives in World War II. 
The contest is held every year on the Saturday and Sunday of the first weekend of July. The 2023 Memorial Contest dates are the 1st and 2nd of July and the IIRU HF World Championship Contest takes place the second full weekend of July beginning 1200 UTC Saturday and ending 1200 UTC Sunday July the 8th and 9th. All licensed amateurs worldwide are eligible to participate in this contest as the objective is to contact as many other amateurs as possible especially IARU member society headquarters stations around the world using 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. July 15 Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest held on the third weekend in July aims to encourage low band activities between VK and ZL. 160, 80 and 40 metres are allowed with SSB, CW and digital which is RITI or PSK. That comes from the contest manager, Alan Shannon, VK4, Sierra November. August 12th to 13th, Remembrance Day Contest. This contest commemorates the amateurs who died during World War II and is designed to encourage friendly participation and help improve the operating skills of participants. It's held on the weekend closest to the 15th of August, the date on which hostilities ceased with Japan in the southwest Pacific area. A perpetual trophy is awarded annually to the Australian state or territory with the best performance. The name of the winning state or territory is inscribed on the trophy and that state or territory then holds the trophy for 12 months. The winning state or territory is also given a certificate as our leading entrance. Given VK7 is presenting this WIA national news, it would be remiss of us not to mention that VK7 has won the RD contest every year since 2016, and it's all about participation. August 26 and 27, a Lara contest. The contest is always on the last full weekend of August. All licensed operators throughout the world are invited to participate. Scout and girl guide groups are encouraged to participate using their club's equipment and call sign. YLs work everyone. OMs work YLs only. Combined phone and CW run over 24 hours. Saturday 0600 hours UTC till Sunday 0559 hours UTC. All HF bands except 160 metres and WARC bands. Echolink will also be accepted. For more information, check out the Alara website on the email edition of this broadcast. And while we're on Alara, Alara Meet 2023 happens in Hobart in early November. Alara Meet 2023 is happening from the 3rd to the 6th of November in Hobart, Tasmania. Registrations are now open and will close at the end of July. To register, take a look at the Alara website. We are expecting about 40 people, including about 20 OMs. We look forward to seeing you all down in Hobart at the Alara Meet 2023. This has been Linda, VK7QP. Australia's ham radio news station. We are VK1WIA. Now, worldwide special interest groups out of this world. 
During the Reist Centennial Open Day held on the 10th of June 2023, I was fortunate enough to make an out-of-this-world contact with Paulo, Charlie Tango 2 Golf United Radio in Portugal. This was using my 10 gigahertz Earth Moon Earth system, comprising of a 1.8 metre prime focus dish that is mounted on a fabricated frame that sits in a trailer which automatically tracks the moon. The equipment is a Kuhn transverter and preamp with a waveguide switch running about 20 watts of power with everything GPS locked. Paulo was running a 2.4 metre prime focus dish with about 40 watts and his homebrew tracking system. Conditions were not optimal with shrubbery beginning to obstruct things at my end but we managed to make the contact without issue. WSJT signals were with Paulo receiving me at minus 24 dB and I was able to copy him at minus 20 dB. This was my first 10 GHz EME contact with a Charlie Tango station and his first with a VK station, so it was very special. I'm planning to operate the special call sign of VK7WIA on Earth Moon Earth when the opportunities present themselves this June. Here you off the moon. This has been Richard, VK7ZBX, for the WIA National News, VK7 Centennial Edition. Worldwide special interest groups, Final Frontier, Space Junk, a small high-tech cube made by Australian engineers and scientists has just been launched into space for the first time, and it could be a solution for the growing space junk problem. Space archaeologist Alice Gorman said, With that influx of space junk would come the waste that they leave behind. Space junk refers to all the old satellites and fragments of satellites and tiny particles that are in orbit at the moment, Dr. Gorman said. A conservative estimate is that there are around 37,000 pieces of junk that are larger than 10 centimetres in size. If we go below 10 centimetres, then there are hundreds of millions of tiny little fragments. Dr. Gorman said, even the tiniest pieces of debris could destroy crucial satellites. Everything that's in orbit around the Earth is speeding around at an average velocity of 7 kilometres a second, so you don't want to be hit by something at those speeds, she said. But it is now hoped that technology developed by Adelaide-based company Newman Space could provide some assistance to cleaning up the mess. Space sustainability is extremely important, so we can play in that environment with tourism, CEO Herve Astia said. First, we can help deorbit a satellite faster, but we can also use space junk as propellant in our system. Usually, propulsion systems have been gas or electric. However, a team of engineers and scientists in Adelaide created one which can be powered by solid metals recycled from space debris. That's where the Newman drive comes in. It's basically converting the solid metal propellant into plasma, engineer Hamza Baig said. The Newman Drive will be used by space companies in the US which can carry devices on their satellites such as nets or robotic arms to capture orbital waste. The thruster would then enable these satellites to return to Earth with the waste to be melted down into more fuel. After almost a decade of testing and preparing the technology for orbit, the propulsion system was sent into space for the first time today. Dr. Gorman said the launch presented huge potential for Australia's space industry. The technology of plasma thrusters using metal as a fuel is a really exciting development, she said. For more information, take a look at the URL in the email edition of this broadcast. WW Special Interest Group's Digital Radio. Transition to the Tasmanian Government Radio Network begins soon.
Tasmanian Minister for Police, Fire and Emergency Management, Felix Ellis, has announced that eight of the state's public safety agencies will transition to the Tasmanian Government Radio Network, or TASGRN, provided by Telstra and Motorola Solutions, commencing in July. The $763 million network was announced in 2020 and has been built on a feature-rich P25 Phase 2 platform providing a range of capabilities, including greater interoperability, increased coverage, secure encrypted communications for emergency service workers, and a modern user interface. Ellis said the transition to the new network will see Hydro Tasmania, TAS Networks, Parks and Wildlife and Sustainable Timber Tasmania move across by August. The police, fire and emergency services will then follow. The TAS GRN project has created up to 50 jobs during the three-year construction phase with additional positions to be recruited to help run and oversee the network once it is fully operational later this year, Ellis said. As an added bonus, the TAS GRN will deliver improved mobile phone coverage for Telstra users in Tasmania at no cost to the state, particularly in regional Tasmania. More information is available on the email version of this news. And now back to Peter. Worldwide special interest groups, Maritime, International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. The ILLW Weekend takes place over the weekend of August 19th to 20th. Countries all over the world have become involved in one form or another of the lighthouse activity during August. Some years ago, the United States Congress declared August 7th as their National Lighthouse Day, and during that first time in August, amateur radio stations in America set up portable stations at lighthouses and endeavoured to make contacts with each other. This event is known as the U.S. National Lighthouse Week. In Britain, the Association of Lighthouse Keepers, ALK, conducts International Lighthouse Heritage Weekend on the same weekend as the ILW in August. Their objective is to encourage lighthouse managers, keepers and owners to open their lighthouses or light stations and related visitor centres to the public with a view to raising the profile of lighthouses, light vessels and other navigational aids and preserving our maritime heritage. The ILLW usually takes place on the third full weekend in August each year and attracts over 500 lighthouse entries located in over 40 countries. It is one of the most popular international amateur radio events in existence, probably because there are very few rules and there is not the usual contest-type event. Last but definitely not least, here in VK7, we're in good company, and we wish another club a happy 100th birthday celebration to the Ballarat Amateur Radio Club. In June of 1923, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Club held its first ever meeting. A century later, and now known as the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group, BARG, members are celebrating the organisation's 100th anniversary. President Ben Daniel said the centenary is a chance to highlight ham radio and its place in the city. 
Bug is sponsoring a month-long on-air event to commemorate 100 years of known amateur radio activity in Ballarat by offering an electronic certificate to any amateur radio station who makes at least one on-air contact with any Ballarat-based amateur radio station during the month of June, he said. The hobby is not only historic, but a popular pastime in Ballarat that's united people and their electronics. Amateur radio activity was the first social media long before Twitter, YouTube and Facebook, Mr. Daniels said. Amateur radio and the magic of wireless is alive and well and even more accessible than ever. For more information, take a look at the URL in the email edition of this broadcast. This has been Peter, VK7PD, for the WIA National News, VK7 Centennial Edition. And we finish today with the 2023 social scene and clubs are welcome to submit text with audio for this section. VK7, well, it's the month of June, the centenary of organised amateur radio in Tasmania. And we just heard about BARG, the 100th birthday celebration of the Ballarat Amateur Radio Club. VK5, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society buy and sell at the Marion RSL on July the 15th. VK4 Sunfest, September the 9th at Mountain Creek State School. Massive air-conditioned auditorium just off the Sunshine Motorway. Mountain Creek is tucked into the west of Mooloolabar. VK, the Alara Meet 2023 on the 4th and 5th of November in Hobart. VK3, the Rosebud Radio Fest at Eastbourne Primary School, Sunday, November the 12th. And back to VK5, the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group Radio and Electronics Sale on November the 26th. Well, that's a wrap from the VK7 Centenary Edition of the WIA National News. And a special thank you to Scott VK3KL, Peter VK7PD, Mike VK7FB, Linda VK7QP and Richard VK7ZBX. And this is Justin VK7, a Tangled Whiskers. And as Graham 4BB signs off each week, walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.